You are now listening to the Human Launch Project Podcast. If you have yet to subscribe, please hit that subscribe button and welcome to this week's episode. Yo, what's going on, guys? This is Dave. What's up, guys? This is Antonio. And today we are talking on leverage and how to use it. This episode was designed to show you how incredible we are as humans and also was designed to open your lens to yourself, to see your potential, to have you realize and evaluate your own skills. Yeah, because too often we navigate through life believing or being told that we are useless, that we have nothing to bring to the table, or that our skills need improvement and that we have little to no value. Or maybe we feel inadequate because we fail to recognize what we contain within ourselves. Through our life experiences, we gain a very unique tool belt filled with skills no other person on this planet has in the exact same way. And our hope for this episode is that you can see in yourself what puts you in the rare air, what makes you a unique performer, and what you can use as leverage to help you launch. So, what is leverage? Leverage is using one thing to your advantage to gain an advantage on another. Uh, a lot of us have seen that kind of um, that visual of, I don't know if it's necessarily a caveman, but it's just like a stick being propped up by a larger boulder trying to move something that's uh, a little bit of a heavier weight. So you're just kind of using something to your advantage to gain an advantage. Um, and in which, which areas of ourselves can we look at and utilize leverage and exactly how? Uh, I like to use this example because it kind of goes both ways, but uh, we've all seen Wizard of Oz. It's a great movie. Um, a lot of these characters in, or all the characters in Wizard of Oz are rolling through um, the land of Oz and they have special gifts. And it's not until the very end of the movie where the man behind the curtain or the wizard starts delegating and giving out or recognizing the special gifts inside of these individuals. Now, a lot of times in life we go through our lives not even knowing our special gifts or superpowers. Mm -hmm. And it may be a good idea in your specific situation to look at somebody to find out what those gifts are, ask them. But there are a couple key components to that that you need to know. Or maybe you already recognize your special gifts and superpowers, so we're going to be able to utilize those as leverage. And if not, maybe you'll hear some of these items and be like, yes, that clicks, that's me, I'll be able to use that. So I like that example, though, because in A Wizard of Oz at the end, when he sort of told everyone what their special gift was, it was like they already had the gift. Yeah. They had it the whole time. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it wasn't until they were told, they were like, oh yeah, I am courageous. I am smart, you know? So I, yeah. I like that. Sometimes you need like an outside factor or a good friend. Um, so with that, in order to find your gift, if you already don't know it, um, look at somebody who you um, admire. admire, somebody that you wish to emulate you know, somebody that you just look up to it. This could be an actor. This could be a speaker. This could be uh, somebody on television, family just member. a family member, a friend, your parent, whoever. But one of the key ways or notes to take away from figuring out your superpower or your gifts is take the person that you admire 
And the reason why you admire them is because you see a little bit of yourself in them and you have aspirations to be that mm -hmm. within yourself. So if it's an artist and you just admire a certain artist, it's probably because you have a really great quality regarding color or uh, composition or you just like art as a whole or you have an inclination towards painting or whatever it is. Yeah, there's something within you yeah, that, that you, you see, see in, them. in them. Exactly. Yep. So the first thing in um, kind of uh, relating it to Wizard of Oz and originally had a little thing with the lion and all this, but we're just going to roll into leveraging your courage. And we are all blessed with having a certain level of courage. Maybe you got that from your parents. Uh, but in time, when courage is what is ne necessary to take control of a situation or stand out from, from a crowd, um, whether this is in a uh, speech, the opportunity to raise your hand in protest, mm. or suggestion, or just creating a movement within yourself, that takes uh, a certain amount of courage, and you can utilize and leverage that by... Uh, reinforcing that quality in yourself. So don't wait for somebody outside of you to tell you that you are courageous. Just build the fire within yourself. Utilize courage as leverage. Get out there in the world. Be courageous. We all have a little bit of courage in us. So utilize that. I like that. The next one, this is another one that we all have a little bit of, but we may need to kind of dig into our pockets and pull out and this is leverage your skills or your certain skill sets um this goes back to what we talked about in um sleep where we're not all born the exact same we're not all born to the same parents with the same dna we're not all born in the same state the same town we are all ultra unique each and every one of us you have talents, you have skills, you have a skill set that nobody else in this world has exactly the same as you. You are so rare, in fact, that the skills you have are one in 400 trillion. And then when you compound that with other skills that you may have and linking those up, it is far greater and far more rare. Um, you know, and there's no, there's no financial figure that you can put on your specific skill set. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything that you have within you in, your, in terms of your skills and your skill set, whether you're necessarily born with it or something that you've developed over time, um, I feel like to a degree it's almost invaluable, you know? Exactly. The, the way that you, at least in the way that you can offer it to other people and offer it to the world. Exactly. It is so rare and you are a commodity. And when you start putting together and figuring out your skills, your gifts, your talents, your superpowers, and start bolstering them and showing them to the world. Courageously. They are, they are, yeah, courageously. Yep. They are invaluable. Um, so... For example, you may be a single mother raising three children in your early 20s. You have the skills of nurture, resilience. You have an, an extreme amount of love. The ability to handle a stacked schedule, the skill to overcome diversity. You have skills of rational thinking. And you, can, you have the ability to think through a variable, variable of problems on a dime. I like that, man. Not to interrupt you, but, you know, reading... Or hearing you say that, really just um, hearing you say that actually 
makes me think of the last podcast when we talked about self-awareness and having that self-awareness of your skills, right, and in what degree that you're courageous and you can stand up and stand out um, is so incredibly important. And um, I just think it's worth mentioning. So, yeah. Um, so with that single mom and all, you know, that that certain rarity of skill set, do you think that there's not a single office out there that could not use those skills? Do you believe that other mothers or expecting mothers in the soon-to-be situation couldn't use advice or a lecture from you or, you know, this information put out by you in a book or an ebook or something like that that can benefit other people? Yeah, scheduling strategies. Yeah. yeah time management. I know I could from a single mother with three kids in her 20s that's, you know, handling business. <laughs> For Abs- sure. Absolutely. Um, now, with that comes a certain level of knowledge. So you can leverage your knowledge. What is it that you know? And I relate this back to when I was in college, I took on a pizza delivery job. A lot of people take these kind of... um, Me too. uh, Yeah, middle-of-the-road jobs where you're just kind (laughs) of like hooking around. But if you've lived in your city all your life and you plan on being there until you retire, I bet that you know those streets better than I got to know the streets in my college town. You know the side streets, the back streets, the alleyways better than anyone. So why not utilize and leverage your knowledge for that city? Become like the best and most efficient Uber or Lyft driver. You've got the ability also, if you're in the same city for you know all your life, to look around. You can see what there is a lack of in your city. You can see what is needed. And on top of having a, a, a revelation in your own life, you can see, sorry, cut that out, edit it. On top of having a revelation in his own life, seeing that Las Vegas had uh, a lack of qualified and empathetic dog trainers, our very own Antonio, he gained the knowledge, the proper certifications to fulfill a passion that he had. He leveraged the knowledge of the city and the lack of what they had had not had. And he fulfilled a passion, and he filled a need. He leveraged his knowledge of the city's lack and stacked onto his skill set and met a demand locally for dog trainers. Boom. (laughs) Thanks for throwing me in there. Yeah. So, or how about this one? Leveraging your knowledge. Do you think that if two of the same exact people were going for the same position in like a restaurant, but one of them has uh, kind of an affinity towards uh, like beer, the knowledge of beer, uh, just the history of beer, how it's made, or like bourbon or whiskey or whatever, wine. Maybe they go home and drink wine every night and they've gotten to know wine. Do you think that that one person that knows a little bit about wine doesn't have leverage within knowledge and can utilize that and it puts them one step ahead of the other person who doesn't have that and cannot use that knowledge as leverage in towards getting that job in that restaurant. Absolutely, they do. Uh, Or how about that single mother that we were talking about? She knows where, and she can leverage knowledge. She knows where to find the best bargains, the best times to go shopping, what's a good deal versus what's a great deal on clothing, on food. Have you ever heard of something called Angie's List? How do you think that developed? Or how about eBay? You know, these pro- products have spawned from knowledge-based 
leverage. Another way to think about it too is, I'm sure a well-structured single mother of three is extremely um, organized. She could leverage her organizational skills yeah. and help other people become more organized. You know, it's when you really look into yourself and you start to recognize and find those subtle qualities, you would be surprised at how many people need those things. And when you can take them and leverage them to not just, you know, benefiting other people, helping other people is how you really ultimately help yourself and, you know, find fulfillment. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, on an, on the next note, you could leverage your relationship. So what do we mean with that? The chance that you know absolutely nobody else, that is rare in itself. So we are the average of the five people we most associate with. Have you ever realized or stopped or look around at like your main group of people that you're around and kind of absorbed what it was that you guys were all collectively doing, whether that's uh, you're all going to a movie or you're all sitting around talking about, you know, the same monotonous conversation mm. about, you know, or what you did. drinking in a bar. Yeah, drinking in a or bar. Or playing video games. Video or games. gossiping. Yeah. About coworkers or whatever the case is. Yeah. Leverage your relationships. And this has uh, a lot to do with uh, associations. So if you're trying to level up, you're going to want to try, as Ed Milet puts it, uh, change your thermostat or change your temperature of your th personal thermostat. So what he means when he's speaking about that is surround yourself. If you're surrounding yourself with five people that are kind of bringing you down or, so to speak, dropping your personal temperature, you're going to want to replace somebody in that group with somebody who is elevated with somebody who's operating at a much higher temperature than your group is to, in turn, enhance your temperature. Yeah, there's no reason in hanging around people that are sort of resisting your your goals and your, your drive to move forward. Absolutely. Um, so how can you leverage relationships? For me, that's a good question. I, I think for me, what I did my first step was recognizing who I was and then being around people that I felt were a representation of who I was and who I wanted to be. Um, because like I just said, if you're surrounding yourself with people that are moving in the opposite direction of you or, or are more or less stagnant, then you're going to find yourself getting stuck in the same behavioral patterns and it's going to be difficult for you to to move forward and to reach your goals and to fulfill your your dreams and your purpose so for me i leverage my relationships by not necessarily cutting people off but just maintaining a distance from people that i felt like aren't on the same path as me and it's not a judgment thing just to be clear it's not about judging anyone you know to each their own for sure but if if I have friends that just want to hang out and drink at the bar, maybe I'll see them like once a year or twice a year. Yeah. I'm not a drinker and I don't really like hanging out at a bar. It would drive me crazy because I would feel like I'm not. I just feel like there'd be so many things I could do that is that's more beneficial and in line with what I want. So, but I wouldn't necessarily say, "Oh, I can't hang out with that person." But 
it just would be something that I would make as a special occasion just to catch up. Hey, how you doing? But you have to surround yourself with people that are at least like-minded. You know, Dave and I, um, Dave is a good example for me. He's not necessarily in the dog training world, but in terms of his drive, his motivation, and his um, the way that he carries himself and presents himself, that's something that 100% clicks with me. Oh, we're so, constantly growing together. Yeah, and so that's something where we've just sort of found ourselves hanging out more and more and more because we're in the same, we're heading in the same direction. We're in our we're in our own paths, but we're heading in the same direction. And so that's extremely important. You've got to recognize that first within yourself and then recognize that within, a, within other people and be around them. And for me, that's how I leverage my relationships. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, exposure alone is another form of, you, you like, you can leverage your exposure to somebody. If you're, if you're just near somebody at an elevated level, at um, operating at a much higher temperature, just being within their proximity will raise you up. You'll start um, utilizing your mirror neurons and, like, doing and, you know... Um, doing things similarly and acting as if you were in those shoes just by being around that person. So with leverage your relationships and have trust, this is another part of when you leverage uh, relationships, have trust in reciprocity. Mm. Have trust that, you know, being near somebody that is operating at a, a higher temperature, whatever you're doing to get yourself in that position, trust that, you know, that good faith and, you know, that karma of life and that aura will be like presented back to you in a positive way in some way, shape or form down the line. Uh, the next one is something that I've been challenging myself with for the last couple of weeks here and I've been taking and like reevaluating it, but it's leverage your time. Attention is a superpower and the time that we have and the time we have remaining is super super rare it's finite it's crazy the average yeah. american look the average american passes away around 79 years old and me doing the math for myself i've got 15,500 roughly days left on this planet so i've been shooting this analogy out to different people you really but thought that through yeah it's wild <laughs> now like, you got me curious when, i'm like how many days when, do i have <laughs> when i'm looking at it uh, so the analogy I've been using to explain it to other people is the average American drives their car about twelve to 15,000 miles a year, okay? Now, assume that you're buying a car, but that, that one-year time frame is all – the typical one-year time frame of drive time is going to be the entire life of that vehicle. So knowing that, Knowing that instead of being like a 10 or 12 year life of your car where you can drive it 15,000 miles every single year, that you're going to get that life just condensed down in one year, right? Mm -hmm. So every time you put the key into that ignition of the car, do you think that you're going to prioritize what you're doing with that vehicle? Absolutely. Like every destination that you have next it's gonna it's thought out. It's gonna be very well thought out. Yeah. There's gonna be no joy rides. There's gonna be you know no quick trip down to the grocery store. Sure. Everything that you have is calculated. Yeah, very calculated. So, um, 
But leverage leverage just the idea of time. Even uh, where I got the full inspiration of this was from the creator of Wired magazine. Um, he put a timer on his wall when he was like a uh, late teenager or early 20s when he was like in college. He realized the value of time and he thought it would be pressing if he leveraged his time by putting a um, like a timer on his on his wall. So every day he woke up and throughout his day, he saw his time ticking away. Mm. So tell me that doesn't drop a fire. Yeah. And I want to point something out, too, for everyone listening. Everyone has the exact same 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And when you look at whoever that person is that you admire, whoever the person is that you want to be like, whoever your idol is, they have the same exact 24 hours as you. So even the most successful people in the world only have the same 24 hours. So they're obviously leveraging their time in a way that is benefiting them and is working for them. And you've got to do the same exact thing. So many precious minutes are wasted. And even I'm guilty of this. You know, I'm not perfect at it either. And, and you feel like shit after it. Yeah. And honestly, though, it's something. But be, even just being aware of it and going, hey, I could have managed my time better. Or, you know, I'm catching myself and going, hey, you're kind of just standing here. You know, you're wasting a lot of time trying to figure out what you're going to eat. Figure it out. Yeah. Get some food in you and keep working, you know. And it's it's so important. But when you understand that everyone is on the same equal playing field when it comes to time nobody there is no such thing as getting more time oh i wish i had more time you don't get more time you make time for things and you have to leverage that time yeah and so it, that clicks with certain people at certain times in their lives it may be the midlife crisis or whatever it's called yeah or, or maybe like you're <clears throat> like the founder of wired magazine where you realize it at an early age and you start valuing it and leveraging it then uh a guy who i Highly look up to. His name is Jesse Itzler. If you don't know him, he is Sarah Blakely's husband. She's the founder of Spanx. He's the guy that founded NetJets and sold it to Warren Buffett. He founded Zico Coconut Water. He's an owner of uh, the Atlantic Hawks, or Atlanta Hawks. But he speaks a lot now about this brand that he's created. It's called BYLR or Build Your Life Resume. And this has come about because he started leveraging his value of time and the time that he has remaining on this planet with spending it with his family, doing the most important things, building the life resume that you've always wanted, go out on those extreme adventures, do the things, hit the goals, because time is just ticking away. Mm -hmm. If you're sleeping in, staying out late, doing the things that aren't putting dents in your life and making an impact on the world, like what are you doing? Start leveraging the time you have, just like Tone said. We're all given the same 24 hours of every single day. How you decide to leverage your time and value it is, is the type of impact that you, you are going to make in your, in your life. So maybe that's today. Maybe that's tomorrow the realization kicks in. Or maybe it's 10 years from now. Or maybe you're already on this playing field. But another thing to think about that I start my day and sometimes end my day with is something Steve Jobs would ask himself. He'd asked himself this question every single day before operating, and it is, if today were the last day of my life, would I do today what I am about to do? And if that answer, if the answer to that question was in too many days in a row, no, then he knew that something needed to be changed. So the power of leveraging time may be one of the most impactful and 
the fact that we are given such a, a, a small amount of it to create our future, you know, it's it's just insane. Yeah. So take action now. Yeah. yeah. Now, and another thing I want to point out too um, is that leveraging your gifts, leveraging your talents, your courage, your skills, and your knowledge, and knowing that reciprocity is a real thing. You got to leverage your relationships, surround yourself with elevated people or people that are aspiring to do better in their own lives and make positive changes in their own lives. And that are people that are going places that you want to go. Most importantly, leverage your time, evaluate the importance of your own time and don't spend time uh, sitting around or being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Come up with great ideas and act on them. You are one in 400 trillion. And that number, I mean, we can't even wrap our minds around the... Scarcity. The, yeah, it's just crazy. So, you know, you have something to offer. Everyone listening, you have something to offer this world. And you have the ability to launch in a positive direction. Now, with that, we'll get down to our three. Two. Launch. Let's go. So, number three is find your gifts. If you're having difficulties finding your gifts, ask someone. And I really love this. Like, really ask someone close to you what they feel like you're good at. And you ask somebody really that's surprised. honest. Yeah, or ask someone that's honest. That's a good point. Um, ask someone that's honest. Um, and if you admire a person, specifically a leader or influencer or a TV personality in your community, chances are that you admire them because you see some of your own gifts reflected in them so if you admire someone ask yourself what it is that you admire about them and write that out in a list yeah. and then find the things that you really gravitate towards and that can really help you find your gifts yeah it, it may not be right up front but that person that's kind of blunt mm -hmm. and that tells it how it is those are the type of people that you want to you want to you know just ask them yeah if, if they're a close friend but they just happen to be like a little bit of a little bit brash ask that person what's number two Understand the impact that you want to make. This kind of goes along with the whole time. Look, if, if you don't believe that you were placed on this earth to make some sort of impact or help people in a positive direction, you know, so be it. But we are all blessed with, you know, our special gifts, our special superpowers. So just understand the type of impact that you want to make in whatever direction, being the best mom you could possibly be, being the best teacher, you know, uh, Maybe your thing is creating like backpacks or something. You want to create the best backpacks and supply backpacks to people in some foreign country, some third world country that is, you know, short what, on backpacks. Yeah, whatever it is, but make an impact and know what know what it is that you want to do. Yeah, do it for the change and the money will come. And that's something that I can't wait to talk about in future podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah and number one is understanding the time that we have and leveraging that time and this is a this is one that i really want you guys to start thinking about and do what dave did and, and actually go and do the math and figure out how many days you <laughs> you could potentially scary, have man. left and then think about how you spend those days and how you would be benefiting yourself if you actually started to put some work in and take action so you really have to understand the time and the fact that the clock is ticking for everyone it's not going to slow down it is what it is and we've got to utilize it to the best 
that we possibly can. Yeah, so just to recap, find your gifts, number three. Number two, understand the impact you want to make. And number one, understand the time that we have. That is what we have on Leverage today. Guys, we are so incredibly grateful for you all tuning in. Please check out our website at thehumanlaunchproject.com and follow us on social media at The Human Launch Project. And check us out for some awesome quotes, daily inspiration, and hit us up if you guys have any questions, any show topics that you'd like us to cover, or just to say hi. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, and we'll check you next week. Peace. 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 Mm-hmm.